0: Thank uh-huh. you.
1: Today is Saturday, the 22nd of January,
0: 2017.
1: This is the second day of the Metta meditation retreat. Yesterday, Sayadaw explained how to practice
0: metta.
1: Now, Sayado will explain with what kind of attitude we should practice metta.
0: Why?
1: the person who is developing metta for another person so one should consider this other person's good qualities good characteristics
0: yeah.
1: So the person who is the object of our metameditation, we should not consider his or her bad qualities. We should not think about those qualities that cause anger or aversion to arise in us.. Lulia, So, there are persons, there are no persons um, who have only um, good uh, qualities and there are no persons with only bad qualities. There are always good and bad qualities, or bad and good
0: sides.
1: So, a person, um, a good person has also uh, some bad qualities, and a bad person has also good qualities. Except the Buddha, all other persons have good and bad qualities. So it's only a Buddha who has no bad qualities at all. So in a person we find that There are actions, physical actions that the person performs. Then there is speech, the person speaks, and there are mental activities in a person. Some persons are very polite and respectful in their physical actions, in their Kaya Kama. Such kinds of persons, they help others, Uh, when they are in difficulty they extend their help to other persons who need help. However, such a person can have quite a rough speech so his or her Wachi Kama might be quite rough and impolite. And also, uh, his mental or his or her mental attitude might not be good. <coughs> and there are persons whose verbal actions are quite polite respectful so they speak politely they speak sweetly they speak in a way that is pleasing to hear for others However such a person's physical actions might be bad or rough and such a person's mental actions, mental attitude might be bad or rough. (laughs) And then there are persons whose mental attitude, whose mind is quite uh, in a, a good, has good qualities. That that person might that person's mind may be full of metta, loving kindness, or karuna, compassion. However, uh, such a person's speech and physical actions. Might be rough and bad. So, in this way, uh, one one can always find good and bad, they are like together. So, a metta-meditator should consider and think about the good qualities of the other person who is the object of one's metta-meditation. In this way, the, um, Meta uh, will quickly arise in one's heart and mind.
0: For example, if
1: the object of one's meta meditation so if that person has um, good physical actions but bad speech and bad mental attitude then one should think about and reflect on that physical on that on those good qualities of uh, the physical actions of that person or if a person has a good speech but rough school, who physical actions and or of that mental attitude, then if that person is the object of one's meta meditation, one should only think about the good qualities of that person's speech. <laughs> The object of one's metta meditation, if that person has a good mental attitude, but if that person's speech and physical actions are bad or rough, then one should only consider that good mental attitude of that person. One should not think about the rough or bad speech and physical actions of that person. So we do this uh, so that the quality of metta can arise quickly and that it becomes strong and powerful. It is important that we try to arouse a good and strong um, meta mind. Let's take an example of somebody who sets out on a journey. That person sets out on a journey when it is uh, hot. So that person sets out on a journey on foot. Uh, the person doesn't uh, go by car so it is hot the uh, the journey is tiring, and the person is thirsty so the person looks for some water to drink. And so then he sees um, water, a little pond. So then coming closer to the pond, the person sees that it is cov- covered by algae so how how can one drink from this pond? So should one drink the water by not removing the algae with one's hand? Or should one first remove the algae and then take the water? Or should one simply continue one's journey without drinking water? How to do? So, if the person decides not to drink and then goes on on the journey, the um, person gets upset and angry and eventually dies. you. Um, if the person drinks from the water but without removing the algae the person will also get algae in his or her stomach and maybe a little bit of water. So the person, being very thirsty, then removes the algae from the surface of the water with his hand and then the water below is clear. So then with the two hands the person scoops water and drinks it. So then the person experiences uh, happiness uh, and realizes that the water below the algae is uh, clear and um, fit for drinking so the person is happy about this fact (laughs) So the person doesn't get upset or angry because the water is covered by these algaes, but the person is actually grateful that the algaes cover the water because then below the water is clean and fresh. So with this attitude, the person can drink clear, fresh water, then has no more thirst. And in this way, the person can continue his or her journey. And so in this way, he can uh, happily reach his destination. And likewise, Meta meditators should reflect on the good side of the person who is the object for one's metta meditation. One should reflect about a good quality or uh, uh, something that causes respect uh, or admiration to arise in one's mind. (laughs) So in this way, the quality of metta will arise in one's heart and mind. If one has not this uh, attitude, but Uh, reflects upon the bad qualities of this person, if one considers his or her faults and shortcomings, then in this way metta will not arise in one's mind and heart. Only uh, aversion or anger will arise in such a case. And in this case, then the meta meditator will experience uh, dosa, aversion, anger, will uh, suffer from this anger and aversion, and after death. Such a person will then be reborn in the lower realms. <laughs> So those those metta meditators who who would like to drink the metta water, they should reflect upon the good sides of the person who is the object for one's metta meditation. One should consider his or her uh, good qualities, the lovable uh, qualities of that person. So one should remove the unwholesome states of mind of dosa, anger, aversion in the same way as one removes the algaes from the surface of the water in the pond. And something else that we have to be careful about when developing meta is um, developing meta for uh, the, an enemy. What we call an enemy is a person who causes us to suffer, who causes injuries, or who causes us a lot of troubles, or who might even cause our death. Such a person we call an enemy. And in regard to an enemy, we distinguish two kinds of enemy, the far enemy, and the near enemy. In the same way as in the world there are enemies, in the same way there are enemies in, in regard to the meta uh, practice, so the enemies in regard to the meta practice are Loba and Dosa. Loba, this is the near enemy. Of
0: Meta,
1: and Dosa is the far enemy of Meta. Dosa is the far enemy because it's not so easy for dosa to enter our heart and mind. It's a bit more difficult for dosa to enter our heart and mind. And once dosa, anger, aversion, has entered our heart and mind, then it is quite obvious, distinct. Tanha and Loba, these are the near enemies of Metta. Tanha and Loba, Tanha is craving, Loba is greed, wanting, desire, attachment. So Tanha and Loba can pretend to be Metta and they can easily enter our heart and mind. And once they have entered, So that it's easy for Tanha and Loba to enter the mind, and they might be mistaken then for Meta. For ordinary persons, they I think it is Metta because they cannot distinguish and realize that actually it's Tanha and Loba. <laughs> And even for persons with some understanding, uh, it is difficult, it can be difficult to distinguish metta from tanha and loba. Even such persons may take uh, tanha or loba uh, to be metta. <laughs> Because tanha can come in the disguise of metta. Of tanha is a good actor or actress. In the same way as metta, which is Uh, the welfare and happiness of other beings, Tanna and Loba, they also uh, wish for happiness and well-being of others. And in the same way as Mitta um, has this quality of loving other beings, So also Tanha Loba manifests this quality of loving others. That's why uh, young Burmese people uh, speak in the following way. If a young man loves a young woman, then this man uh, says to this woman, I have Metta for you. So they cannot distinguish Tanha from, me- from Metta. They do not know the difference between these two things.
0: Okay.
1: So if a young man loves a young woman, um, what is it? Is that tanha or is that Metta? So if in English, uh, should he say, I have craving for you, or I have metta for you.
0: <laughs>
1: so many people do not understand the difference between tanha and metta. because Tanha is a very good actor or actress pretending to be Metta. But actually Tanha and Metta are completely different. Metta is cool and peaceful, Tanha is hot and burning. Tanha uh, manifests in attachment. Meta does not manifest in attachment. Meta is always free. Meta Ah uh, has no confinement. Tanna uh, has confinement. so knowledgeable people They know the difference between tanha and metta. They can distinguish tanha from metta. Uh,
0: Metta
1: Metta, um, wishes for the benefit of the other person. Tanha wants one's own benefit. So if a young man loves a young woman or a young woman la- loves a young man So, this love is about to feel um, good in oneself, if the other person experiences suffering or some problems, then um, this love diminishes.
0: (laughs) โกเมจามาได้ <laughs>
1: So, as far as Zayador knows or has heard, some people want to get married so that they have somebody who takes care of them, that they have somebody who feeds them or uh, cares for them when they are sick. So, this is a very selfish attitude. with a meta attitude it's different so one really wishes for the benefit of the other person one helps the other person one takes care of the other person one uh, even takes upon oneself hardships to help the other person so uh it's not for oneself the benefit, but one really wants to benefit the other person. So with a meta attitude, one takes upon oneself hardships in order to help the other person. One may um, skip a meal, not eat, in order to help the other person. So one's metta does not diminish even if one experiences uh, hardships oneself, because the attitude is really to wholeheartedly uh, help and benefit the other person. So, the difference between tanha and metta is that tanha is selfish, one only looks for one's own benefit, whereas metta wants to benefit the other person. So, a meta meditator should not accept the far enemy, which is Dosa anger aversion. A meta meditator should also not accept and embrace the near enemy, which is tanha loba, craving and greed. But without accepting these enemies, one should wholeheartedly and sincerely continue to develop metta. <laughs> and if these enemies enter one's heart and mind then one should as quickly as possible to kick them out, to remove them. So when one becomes aware that one of these enemies has entered one's heart and mind, one should kick them out or remove them with metta, with strong, sincere metta. So when you develop metta, then be especially careful about these enemies, the near enemy and the far enemy. So if you practice, develop Metta in this way, then After some time, gradually, the quality of metta will arise or become stronger and more powerful. And if metta then uh, becomes strong and powerful in one's heart and mind, then one's heart and mind will become calm and peaceful the stronger one's metta becomes the calmer and more peaceful one's heart and mind will be When one's metta has become really strong and powerful, it is not only ourselves who will experience calmness, peacefulness, but also others uh, nearby will experience this calmness and peacefulness so with a strong and powerful metta, not only ourselves not it's not only us who will be free from danger and harm but also others in our nearby environment will be free from danger and harm. So if one's metta has become really very powerful, very strong, this Uh, causes many other living beings to experience happiness and peace. So, So, Sayadaw will give an example. It's the story of the King Visantara, who who was the Bodhisattas, like the Buddha, in a previous life? So, the Bodhisattva, the Buddha to be, in one of his lives, uh, was a king, and his name was Vesantara. So, it was in the country of Sivi, in and the town where he lived was Cetusara. So the king had a strong Metta, he had a very good mental attitude. Because for many world cycles, he had perfected the qualities of Metta, loving-kindness and Karuna
0: compassion.
1: And every day he distributed food to needy and poor people. And uh, in his country, they had a white elephant, uh, which was considered to be a good sign, uh, a powerful sign. And uh, one attributed um, strong power to
0: a white elephant.
1: And because there was this white elephant in the country of Sivi, they had regular rain. and because they had uh, regular rainfall so the farmers they had good and plentiful crops and also business people uh, they did could do good business um, based on the power of this white elephant and because of the power of this white elephant, no other country dared to uh, to um, go into war with the country of Sivi. But a neighboring so a country not um near the country of c v the country uh was called Kalinga um they had a drought they had no rain. <laughs> whatever they did, whatever rituals they performed, they didn't get rain.
0: And
1: and because they had no rain, they had no crops, so they did not have enough
0: food.
1: And because people uh, had not enough food, They got
0: sick
1: and so um, they experienced robbery and people killed other people. So the ministers of that country came together and discussed discussed what they could do to have uh, rainfall in the country. So then they had the idea that they should go to King Vesantara in the Sivi country and ask for the white elephant, which was endowed with this power. So then the ministers went to the country of Sivi, went to King Vesantara and asked for the white elephant. King Vesantara listened to the ministers and because of his uh, great metta and karuna he felt pity for them and so he offered them the white elephant. And so, when the white elephant uh, came to the country of Kalinga, then they experienced or they could, could they got rainfall and with that had good crops and so people had again plenty to eat. However, the people of the of seaV countries They were not happy with King Vesantara. So then they um, uh, made a demonstration and they asked that King Sivi, no, King Vesantara, leave the country. So King Vesantara, he didn't want to oppose the people, he didn't want to cause more suffering for them, and so he decided to leave the country, and he went to a place, a mountain called Vinkapa. and he settled uh, on that mountain, and there he developed, cultivated metta. And as he was cultivating metta, First of all, he experienced a calm, peaceful heart and mind in himself. And as he continued to cultivate metta, he did not only experience happiness and peace in his mind, but it also uh, pro weighted his body so he felt peaceful and calm in his body as well. So you meditators, when your metta becomes stronger, then you can experience for yourself how the power of Metta makes your mind calm and peaceful, and how the power of Metta also makes your body calm and peaceful. So, when Metta becomes strong, then you can experience how. Uh, this quality of Metta makes the body and mind happy, peaceful, joyful. So if you practice sincerely, then it will not take very long until you can experience this for yourself. And back to King Visantara, as he continued with his meta practice, then it was not only that he himself experienced happiness, peace, but also living beings living nearby. And, and so, as his meta grew quite strong, then all the living beings on that Wingaba mountain um, uh, in an area of twelve Yojanas. Um, so all the beings within twelve yochanas experienced uh, this peacefulness and happiness.
0: twelve.
1: So one Yojana is about 12 kilometers. So that means uh, in an area of
0: 144 kilometers.
1: So in this way, um, we can see that one person's strong metta um, can cause happiness and peace for many other living beings. So, um, please understand that through the meta practice one does not only oneself feel and experience happiness and peace but based on one's meta practice many other people many other living beings can experience uh, happiness and peace so through one person's meta practice many other people, many other living beings can benefit and experience happiness and peace so if we want to experience happiness and peace we should develop Metta And if we want that our family, those living within the house or the flat, um, be happy and peaceful, we should uh, develop metta. (laughs) And if we want that um, everybody in our country experiences happiness and peace, then we should develop metta. If we want that our earth is a calm and peaceful place with all the living beings uh, on Mother Earth then we should develop Metta.
0: Metta.
1: So depending on our meta practice, may we experience happiness and peace, and may all living beings experience happiness and peace. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening.